I will say I don't regret a lot of things I do in life, but I regret drinking almost a whole gallon of apple cider that night because I did mm, <laughs> I did not feel good. <laughs> oh, no. You could hear his stomach. Yeah, it was gold, gurgle, 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 gurgle. <laughs> I was standing there talking to him, and all of a sudden. Ooh, I gotta go. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> it's like that's still a memory that keeps coming up every year, yeah. and it never gets old. Have you drank in uh, apple cider since then? Well, yeah, but one cup at a time, <laughs> not, <laughs> not one a gallon. We have Jake Gray, correct? Hello. Yep. And Michael Collins, but Michael, you go by Hammer. Yes. So, would you explain where you got that nickname from? I got that nickname back in the '80s from my service manager Harold Dunbar. Harold Dunbar. That sounds like a cool name. Yeah, he run the shop, and they used to call me MC, and he started calling me Hammer, and it's carried on. Okay. A long time. A lot of people think it's my real name. Okay. So yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of like impressive that you got that even on your uniform. They did it no problem. <laughs> and my the last shop I worked at was the same way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna make a joke and say like, if I can call you Hammer, can I call you Nail? But <laughs> I don't know how close of friends you are. <laughs> We're pretty close. Yeah, well, we've, it'd be and, fitting. Me yeah. and Jake hit it off pretty good. When, uh, yeah. He's one of the reasons I took the job here when I met him and stuff okay. like that. So, so you started working at New Spawn first, then? Yeah, I started working in twenty six May of twenty sixteen. May of twenty sixteen. And then you started in August of eighteen, 18. right? Yeah. All right. So, how did you, uh, Jake, originally hear about New Spawn? Um, I actually was going through the pro the the ICC DPET program over at. Um, ICC, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, James Greer mm -hmm. actually was working here in the shop at the time. And um, I had a job down the road at Cummins Cross Point, it was at the time. And uh, I didn't get to keep my job there because I guess the company was going through a hiring freeze. It's a whole long story. But sure. um, right after I got out, right after I graduated college, I was looking for jobs everywhere. And I asked James, do you think, is there a spot open in the shop for yeah. me? And I sent him my resume. And I think I got a call from Jeremy, like, oh. I want to say f maybe five days later or something okay. like that. And I got called in for an interview. I got hired within two weeks. I had a job out, out of college. Wow. And I was on day shift for a week. And then I was thrown on nights my second week here. What? Yep. Did you want that? I mean, I was given an option. It's like, yeah, you could get put on night shift or you can stay on day shift. But I was like, no, I'll just go to nights. And it's like everybody else coming in that's going to night shift is like, oh, we need to keep you on here for six months. I'm like, why? <laughs> I learned better when I was thrown into the mix. Uh-huh. Yeah, but so you, but you're not on night shift anymore. No, I was on night shift for a little over four years. Okay, and that's where I met Hammer because he got he got hired in 2018. Yeah, yeah, and I got put on nights. 
Okay. But did you know each other before he started no. at Musical? Nope. No. No. Okay. Not at all. So you were out of college and you met, you knew James and that's kind of how you got here. Yep. And what about you, Hammer? How did you? Well, I'll go back to Harold Dunbar again. Okay. He worked here. He was a service manager for years and um, I was trying to get in the door here and they just weren't hiring at the time. Mm. And uh, when Troy Gee became the manager here, Troy knew me very well and I had just called the right day, I guess. And, yeah. and they were looking and... Uh, I put my resume in and mm. come in for an interview with Jeremy and uh, got offered the Sunday to Wednesday night shift, Okay, which I wasn't crazy about. Didn't want to work nights. Uh -huh. I worked days my whole life and yeah. I took it okay. and it was a great move. Yeah. So what made you want to get in the door at New Spawn? You said you were waiting for it. Well, it, I, I know that the trucks are maintained well. Um, it's a clean facility. Mm -hmm. it, it's a good place to work. It's, and there's a lot of good people here. You yeah. make good friends and have a lot of fun times. Sure. Yeah. It's, you can tell by driving by on the interstate, it's a good place to uh, be, a good place to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to challenge you guys. You ready for this? I'd like you to describe your job right now without using words. Without using words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you use your hands all hand, day, right? Hand signals? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> no, not just thumbs. Like, what, what do you do? Like, if it was me, I would be like, you know, phone call. Uh, <laughs> <Rinch> or... <laughs> struggling on something <laughs> when it's really tight just <laughs> does that happen a lot oh, oh yeah there's yeah okay what what else it's a hands-on job i know there's other it's, things you could oh there's are you like under a hood are you yeah, you could open hoods you can there's a lot i mean there's you know hitting stuff with a hammer <laughs> or uh, prying on something running an impact Turn a screwdriver, pry bar, running a battery, like he said, a battery impact. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. Or drivers. Uh, or here's one. Smash your fingers all the oh. time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so I would like you now to convince me why I should work in the shop instead of marketing. Do you want to take this one or you want me to take this one? Will you prefer nights or days? Oh, well, you said at night, if you work at night, you can do like things in the morning, right? Yeah. You got your morning time, so you can sleep in. Okay. That's a big plus. I don't like sleeping in. You would if you worked nights. Yes. <laughs> yes, you, would. you would enjoy that, not waking up to an alarm clock. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what's it like out in the shop? Like you, you get to use your hands, you get to move a lot. Do you get to talk to each other? Oh, yeah. We, we always are talking back and forth to each other. Yeah. And then, you know, in the midst of passing between jobs, we'll ask each other, you know, how was your night or how was your weekend, like on Monday? And, oh, you got any big plans for the weekend on around, like, Friday or so? Yeah. It's it's open out there. Okay. And you you can have a conversation or, you know, it's a good group of guys that work out there. And, and, sure. and it's great how we communicate with each other and how we get along. And we joke and have fun and, you know... You don't see that a lot of places. Mm -hmm. You really don't. And here you see that. Yeah. You got a you got a good group, good group of guys and and everybody gets along and and we bring in food and share stuff and Yeah. We do a good job out there. Yeah. yeah. 
I would say that we kind of treat each other like a little bit of family out there, sure. I would say, because, yeah. like you said, bringing in food and talking to each other like we're either brothers or, you know, sister, you know, with Angelica being out there oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's it's being where you're at, you would sit on the phone or computer. Mm-hmm. Out here you can get exercise and, and have some communication with people and deal with yeah. the drivers. And, and do you stuff. think it's really rewarding after you, like, is it fix a truck or like repair? Eh, either either or. I would well, say. It's a challenge. Every everyone you bring in here, and you have goals to get it done. And sure. the the waiters, I enjoy working on the waiters because it keeps you focused and it keeps you going. When you say waiters, you mean like the drivers here and they're waiting for their truck? Yes. Okay. So, you know, you they got a bedtime and you got to try to stick to that as close as you can. Yeah. To accomplishing it and getting it done, so he can go to bed and. Yeah. So do you get to meet the drivers then? Like the ones that you're, when you're working on their truck? If if they come in the shop and we're out there, yes, because they'll come in and and if we have to check them in, because mm-hmm. we don't have an off, office person right now to do that at nighttime. So us mechanics have to do that. Mm-hmm. We have to check them in and, and we get a chance to talk to them. And if they have more problems to add to yeah. what they already have, you know, then we have to pull that out of them and they have to explain to us. Mm-hmm. what what they need done sure yeah so you have any drivers just off the top of your head that i don't want to say you see frequently because that means maybe their truck needs a lot of repair but um well, any... i mean not always i mean usually it's just they're always to the terminal oh sure right yeah. but um just what just any driver that we've seen a lot of yeah just, just a familiar familiar one so, well, clark, uh, clark clark reed and okay. we see him a lot and we see a uh, gus so we see mike klein yeah and then um What's a few others that we see all the time? Oh, boy. Richard from Florida. He's Oh, yeah. Uh, he comes through quite a bit. Who's got the cleanest truck you've seen? I don't know if we should be, <laughs> if we should get yeah. into that one. So it's going to be a... No, I mean, we won't say the dirty trucks, just a clean no, truck. No, no. We, oh. I know, but still, it's like because they'll be like, yeah, I got the cleanest truck out of all of you. Kind of thing. I mean, it's like you see clean ones and you see ones that aren't clean. Sure. Yeah. And... You kind of know by the by the people that that I've learned to know mm-hmm. since I've been here. I know what their truck's going to look like when they pull in the shop. If yeah. I have to do an inspection on it, I know what to expect out of them. Yeah, because Definitely. it's every time it's it's good. It's, yeah, That's I guess. Awesome. I mean, I could say, I could probably give a list of a couple that are like really notable, really notable, clean. Mm-hmm. Um, Clark Reed, of course, and then there's also. Mike Klein keeps his truck really clean. Johnny Atwell, he like oh, yeah. details it. I think every weekend he goes <laughs> home. Emilio, I swear. he's Emilio is uh, immaculate. Yeah, he is. every time. Uh, yeah, it's very clean trucks. Yeah. yeah. And what about your guys' work area? Is it as clean as their trucks? Uh, depends, <laughs> depends on the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when James comes through and says the shop looks really good, and I disagree, I just. Okay, but oh. <laughs> like, yeah, just nod your head. Yeah, yesterday like, the shop looks pretty good. I was like, oh, okay, I, I, <laughs> I didn't think it looked all that great, but if you think it looks good, I do too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, our desks over here. There's in marketing, we we end up stockpiling on some stuff, so it's more just like the organization piece, right? Right. So, um, I did have some cool questions, comments, and stories from some people in the shops. So would love to. I'd love to share them, but warning, you might, I don't know, get embarrassed by a few. We know their names. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you have the list of people that's <laughs> We'll see. Um, so 
Jake, this is a question for you. Have you mastered your three points of contact? Oh, boy. <laughs> yes, yes, I Do you have. you have a feeling you know who said that one? Oh, I have an idea. There's a lot of people that know that whole story. Okay, so what's the story? The story is, is that this was actually my first year here, within my first year. I was on seconds, and what happened was I was doing a PM on a truck, and there was diesel fuel all over the floor, and I wasn't paying attention, and I was I was trying to rush because it was almost lunchtime, and I was trying to get this truck done and out by lunch. And I not because you were hungry; you were just trying yeah, to get. Jake's done always hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I pulled the truck out, and as I was getting out of the truck, the bottom of my boots were soaked in diesel, and when I hit the first step, I slipped. And I didn't have time to grab the steering wheel with my right hand, so the only thing I held on to was the door handle, which was the door handle that you open up, not the hard <laughs> yeah. one. So, and of course, what happened? Gravity won, and the handle broke. Oh, no. And I, and I fell about six feet onto the concrete. Oh. And, um, yeah, I got up and worked the rest of the night. I didn't get a concussion, which was good, but yeah. the next day, <laughs> Tony being Tony, um, he like showed me a video of a cat falling off of a ledge or something and like it like stopped and landed on his feet. And then he printed me out a little certificate and I still have it to this day. It <laughs> says that I passed my how to fall like a cat or how to land like a cat oh. video or something like that. It was funny. So you landed on your feet or no? No, no I landed on just... my I landed on my back. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. But yes, to whoever sent that one in, I did have mastered my three points. <laughs> it has not happened again. Uh, um, so uh, I also want to hear about the time that um, there was a can of sardines hidden. Um, does oh, anyone remember that one? Yeah, I don't think you were on night shift yet. I, I've heard about this, but I wasn't working nights when when it happened. that happened. But I... Well, there's there's two different stories. The, okay. the first story was with me. Um, somebody pranked me, and uh, it was <clears throat> JP. Yep. <laughs> he um, what he did was he op- he got like a can of sardines from Schnooks or something and ate the fish out of it, and he left the tin full of the juice, and he hid it on top of my box, and it sat there for a few days, and I kept smelling around like. What does that smell? I couldn't figure it out. I was digging through my box trying to figure out if there was a dead mouse in it or something. <laughs> does that or, happen? Uh, like, oh, it does. Yeah, sometimes. What? Yeah, yeah. And it was just like I couldn't figure it out, and I was getting irritated. And then I finally moved my stuff on top of my box. I see this little metal tin, and I grab it and I smell it. And I'm like, what? Is the sardines? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there's only one person in the shop that eats <laughs> sardines, and I. Went and found JP, and I think I sprayed him with a water bottle or something. <laughs> and then, um, and then I got him back like three years later, but I hid it inside of his box, and it it was it sat in there for like a week. Oh. And he's like, "Oh man, I think they put something on my box. I don't know what's going on." <laughs> and I opened up his drawer and I lifted up this little box. And I'm like, "It'd probably help if you took this out." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you suck." <laughs> <laughs> Aww. It took you three years to get back. That's kind of impressive. Long wait. Well, I didn't want him. Well, I wanted him to kind of forget so that he wouldn't be like, Jake, what'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Hammer, this is a this is a really interesting one. So your son is a lineman. 
Yes. Um, I actually had to ask Ryan before you came in here. I was like, what's a lineman? Um, <laughs> but so um, your son has helped restore power after like major hurricanes and or storms. Yes, he has. Okay. Um, has he always been a lineman? Or? He, uh, this is his fourth year doing it. Okay. He went through a, a school in uh, Trenton, Georgia sure. for 15 weeks to become a lineman. That's what he wanted to do. He was trying to follow in his foot, uh, grandpa's footsteps and and do the kind of th- work he did. Yeah. And uh, he's been all over the world doing this. Wow. And uh, he finally, uh, about four months ago, landed a job uh, at ComEd here in Illinois now, finally. Oh. He's been in Texas, Florida. He's North Carolina. He's been everywhere. And uh, he's just getting going on this. And... Uh, He's got to go back to school with this company for three more months, but then after mm-hmm. that, he'll be back on his own, in his own truck, going out helping people. Oh, so he goes out during the storms. Yes, they they go on a storm watch, storm duty, and they're out in this weather fixing, you know, restoring the power wherever the problem is at. Yeah, have you ever gone with him or no? no. <laughs> I I would have to be on the ground. I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm going that high in the sky. Yeah. Because he worked on transformers in Texas, and it was really dangerous. He was way up in the sky. Yeah. And uh, now he's working basically on power poles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they can't wait till the storms pass. People are just there. That. There are certain um, levels on where they can and can't. So I think if it's in high wind and rain, they can't. But like when they have to restore power for so many people, you know, it's. They want to get started right away. Yeah, they 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 work all night. Mm-hmm. I do know that because he he has done that. Yeah. Um, late at night, up in the air, fixing stuff, putting back the stuff together after it's a storms come through or something. Yeah. So what does he do when there isn't storms? Just like normal he, basis. Yeah, he's ba- it's a company like Illinois Power. They basically, you know, he's on a day shift now, and he he goes around fixing power lines and poles and replacing telephone poles and stuff like that, mm-hmm. power poles and. That's what he does during the day. Okay. Basically fixing anything that's broke or wore out that or needs to be replaced is going to break. Yeah. So has he ever seen like a tornado or hurricane up close? Um, he went to uh, Florida and North Carolina following that hurricane last year. Ooh. And uh, they, they had some bad weather but never physically seen anything. Okay. The storm had basically had – they were kind of like behind the storm when they got sent out. And then uh, a few months ago, he got sent to, uh, shoot, I don't remember where he got sent to. But he had drove all the way home during the storm that, that, that week and mm-hmm. got sent back. And they had to drive. I drove for four days to this. I don't remember where it was at. Whew. I'm trying to think. But it wasn't, you know, they worked for four or five days, restore the power they had restored, then mm-hmm. drove back. But, you know, the putting their life on the line for yeah. stuff like that and yeah that's, that's right. why they get paid the extra extra money to do that but yeah. it's very risky mm-hmm. yeah wow um so um what else do you guys do outside of work um i heard jake you really like pickles <laughs> I, <laughs> I make pickles is what I do. I um and I do like pickles a lot, but I do a lot of pickling. I pickle, I make pickles. I make pickled jalapenos. I've 
pickled habaneros before. Like I'd made these really, really hot peppers for uh, Michael Taylor out there. Yeah. Have you ever just given them and been like, here, try this and don't tell them it's a really hot pickled pepper? No, no, (laughs) nothing like that. He wanted me to make these because he tried all the other stuff that I've made before. Okay. And um, he gave me some jalapenos and habaneros out of his garden and I found out he grew them next to each other so they were equally as hot as a habanero. (laughs) And when I made them... The brine that I made was so spicy. I didn't drink it, but I poured it down my sink, and my wife and I had to open up the windows in the house because it was so bad. Oh. It made our eyes water. But he said, no, oh, yeah, they're not that hot. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought you were going to say your sink started, like, deteriorating. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't be surprised, really. <laughs> yeah. But, and then I also... I smoke, I barbecue stuff, and then I make my own barbecue sauce and rub and mm. salsa and salsa. On, on, on. You, salsa yeah. too? Yes. Wow. He brought me some of that yesterday and some pickles in yesterday, and they were both very good. Oh, was it like Merry Christmas or just? Well, it was until I got the hot pepper out of that pickle <laughs> jar that really was really hot, by the way. Uh, well, I, wow. Normally, normally I give you a jalapeno. You're like, oh, uh, come on, give me something hot. Well, that one was hot, but I, it had all the seasoning or something because I wasn't paying attention and I ate it with a pickle and wow, it was warm. It was very <laughs> warm. Oh. But I like I like the heat, but that was a little hot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. That's a lot of stuff. And then Hammer, you you said you hunt. Yes, I I love to hunt. I okay. grew up hunting. Mm-hmm. And, Just deer or what? Well, I, I actually me and my dad were big pheasant hunters, and then I don't know. Several years ago, we started hunting deer, and I'm still hunting deer. Mm-hmm. And it's probably my favorite thing to do. Your favoriteest thing. I go out in a tree stand all by myself, and it's just my happy spot. That's Aww. where I hang out and. Yeah, I, what I, about I, the days? Do you ever go up there? You don't see any deer. Oh yeah, but I still enjoy my time sitting up there. It's peace and quiet, and I like to watch. You know, you never know what you're going to see. Yeah. I mean, from a, a bird to a mouse to a squirrel. I mean, anything. Yeah. I've seen turkeys. You know, stuff you like ever that. You fall asleep up there? Well, yes, I have. And fallen out of the tree? No, I, have, I fell out of a tree once, not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, no, I really enjoy enjoy doing that mm. yeah it's it's my happy spot okay and you make deer jerky i make deer jerky i make all kinds of stuff backstrap okay. summer sausage oh yeah it's, wow uh, spend yeah. a lot of time doing that stuff um justin wanted me to ask because he wanted to know when he needs to take out a loan for <laughs> 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 sorry do you charge like very big dollars or what well, buddy I had uh, uh, Jerry in the shop asked me if I'd make him some, so I did. Okay. And then James asked me some to make him some, so I did. Then everybody started asking me, can you make me jerky, make me jerky? Well, you know, I can get so much deer meat in a year, so then you got to start buying beef and doing it. Um, I enjoy doing that for people, and I I like to hear the feedback and stuff. Yeah. It's a a lot to do it, but I do enjoy doing it, and I I definitely bring it in and share it with everybody in the shop. And, hey, you know, what do you think, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always get a pretty good and what was score. The, what was the one that you made recently? Was it the Sweet Vidalia? Yeah, oh, uh, man, barbecue. So sweet Vidalia? Yeah, it's made by uh, Sweet Baby Ray's sweet makes onion. it. Sweet onion. Oh, okay. It's a Sweet Vidalia onion. Yeah, and uh, I marinated it, then I brushed the barbecue on it, then I marinated it or put it in dehydrated for 24 hours. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very good. It's got a real good taste to it. Okay. It's not hot, nothing like that. Yeah. But when my Cajun one I make is pretty hot, yeah. It, yeah. it'll get your attention when you pop a piece in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and you kept giving me piece after piece, and I think I ate, what, six in a row? Six pieces. And then finally I was just like, I can't do it. Yeah, I'd go get, <laughs> <go> get water. <laughs> Yeah, I think my my dream is to be known by some sort of like food of like, oh, Sage's cookies or like muffin, like some sort of not deer jerky because well I don't hunt at this moment. But right. well, deer's better for you than beef. Oh, okay. Yes. Remember yeah. that. <laughs> but you can't buy that at like a grocery no. store. Yeah. yeah. No. You got to go out and get it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go do the time mm-hmm. to get one. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is a story or question uh from jared han oh boy am i saying that right han yeah yeah okay um he said um to ask jake about the time that you worked second shift with him and you managed to get um the work done as a team um remember that maybe there's like a lot of time well we had a night where we had four wheel seals and we all grabbed one oh um, that's what he's referring to um, that we all worked as a team. I can remember several things that, well, is that all it says? Just... Um, he said, along with a time crunch, when the clock hit 11 p.m. and we made a mad dash to tackle one truck with 78 guys on one truck to keep the wheels rolling. Oh, I remember that night because that was the truck that, remember I was over in Bay 1 doing a Park Smart that was taking me forever because it was just whipping my butt. And, that, and, then, and then that one truck came in with a DOT and a oil change and stuff. And I think you and Jared found like, I want to say like 30 sections or something on that truck. And What do you mean 30 sections? Like there was 30 repairs needed. Yeah. But when it came. For every the, problem, there's, a, there's yeah. one section. Because usually a truck will come in with, say, five jobs that need to be done. And one of them is a DOT inspection. If we do an inspection or even a midpoint, which is a grease inspection. We could find, maybe we could find five things wrong, but on some trucks that, that don't get around our shop that often, we get upwards of 10, 20, sometimes 30. There was one truck, I think somebody broke the record recently, 45. What? Yeah. Repairs older, needed. Older trucks, you see more repairs needed. Definitely. Yeah. But I remember on that truck, I think it needed brakes all around, like steer, it, it, bolt drive. It did, and also needed four wheel seals because I remember – you even after you being done with the parts smart, you come over and jumped on the last wheel seal. So there was, mm-hmm. we basically had this truck floating in the air, had all yeah. the wheels off of it, and everybody was just at every yeah. pinpoint was doing something to get that one truck done because it had to go. It yeah. had to go, and we. I had, remember that night. Yeah, we had no time to waste on that thing, and I think I ended up knocking out my side of brakes and a wheel seal in like what fifteen minutes. <sighs> it was fast. I was just, because I was already hyped up and I was irritated, and I'm like, let's get this thing done. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally rushed through it and put everything back together. And um, yeah, I did put oil in it, I think. I hope and this it, wasn't <laughs> the same day you found the sardines. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That no. Was, This was years <laughs> later after that whole ordeal. <laughs> wow. Wow. That, so do you run into situations like that a lot where you guys, everyone has to work as a team to get something done super oh, yeah. quick? Yeah, or? definitely. A lot, of, almost every day we'll have two or three guys on a truck to get it done. You know, like once again, if the guy wants to be in bed at 10 o'clock and 
you have all this work to do on the truck, then you're going to obviously need more help to finish it to get him and try to get him to go to bed when he wants to. Mm. Sometimes we don't hit the goal. It's, you know, hour, two hours later. Yeah. It, it depends on the truck and how much stuff needs repaired before mm-hmm. it can go, if okay. it's a DOT issue. Yeah. So why aren't you guys drivers? Why why are you a tech? Thought about that? Well, uh, I made my mind up a long time ago that I wanted to work on them and not drive them. Okay. I would, I would miss my home time mm. and the things I like to do. Yeah. And I guess if I was a driver, I wouldn't have what I have today sure. as far as like you know being able to wake up and go hunting yeah i probably wouldn't have a lot i wouldn't have my motorcycle and a house and stuff if i was an over-the-road truck driver i i don't know i just feel that if if you do that your life's different than you know being a tech Yeah. yeah and i guess i made my decision based off of growing up i always was out in the garage or out on a farm tinkering with something sure whether it be small engines or tractors with my dad or a mm-hmm. couple farmers he worked for i then i ended up working for i still kind of work for him but oh <laughs> <laughs> on the side but um yeah and i was going to be a truck driver for a while i wanted mm-hmm. to do it but my old man drove a gravel truck and i rode with him for like a week and i'm like mm-mm but I, it may be different being over the road, but yeah. in a gravel truck, those driving through quarries and everything, it beats you up jumping uh, all over. Sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. So you got to have a lot of, you know, respect for them because oh, yeah. they, they are Definitely. making some sacrifice I mean, out there. So When I was a kid, I I wanted to do it, but once I grew up and started working on them, that come first, and yeah. I just never stopped working on them. Yeah. I've just been doing it for so long, that's all I know how to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has there ever been one where um, we, we like couldn't fix it, and then we ha- sometimes we have to send them to different places, right? Or well, we typically fix them all. Yeah, in-house. normally if it's like, well, if it's like oil leaks or something on our trucks, we have our truck centers techs. We got Derek, and then we got Dave on seconds now, and Derek's first shift. Um, and then they also do warranty work that you know we, we're not supposed to do, like Detroit warranty, which Detroit's the engine manufacturer. Oh, sure and also the transmission but um normally if it's something like i think i found one the guy was parked in a parking lot in i think it was missouri or arkansas Mm -hmm. and he woke up and he had he was in he was underwater the truck was underwater up to about three quarters up the steer tire on the front tire of the truck and he drove it from missouri to here and when i pulled the dipstick out the oil was like milk, like chocolate milk colored. It's not supposed to be that. It's supposed to be black. <laughs> okay. And um, then I'm like, uh-oh. And I started looking at every hub. It was milky. Everything had water in it from the engine to the transmission to all the hubs to all the differentials. And so at that point, we're like, that's an insurance claim. And we had this. And we usually if there's an insurance claim, we send it to truck centers for them to mm. fix it. Because then, if they have to end, if they have to tear the motor apart for insurance reasons, in case it needs to get either overhauled or replaced, then yeah. it'd be better if they did it than us. Oof. Yeah, that's got to break the driver's heart, you know. And they, well, I think he got moved into a truck that was like maybe two unit numbers okay. above what the one he had. <laughs> so I think he he made it off pretty well. Yep. Yeah. Um. 
So this is a story from Dalton. Um, He said, two winters ago, Jake and I almost got frostbite trying to tow a truck in. I believe the temperature was 25 degrees wind chilled. Oh, man, that day. That was when the... uh that's when Dalton was on the forklift. Yeah, and you were in the truck, and I was in the truck shivering. That was the yeah. polar vortex when it was like, it was negative fifteen, but with the wind chill, it was like negative twenty-five or thirty. It was bad out that day. <sighs> it was bad, and I remember I went. I think I was wearing, I was wearing like three layers underneath my uniform, and then on top of that, I was constantly wearing my, my bibs, and I think you were too, and. Um, Dalton's like, well, we got a truck gelled up out there. And I said, okay, what do you want me to do about it? So gelled up means it's... <laughs> it, 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 won't start. it won't start. So we... And I was just messing around. And he's like, well, we need to go out and get in. Okay. So got suited up, you know, uh, full face mask, everything went out there. And he had, he drove the fork truck because um, he had a little bit more experience moving... Uh, semis with a fork truck at that time more than I did but at that time and uh, yeah and I was in the cab trying and of course when the engine can't run there's no power steering so you gotta like hold on to the steering wheel and turn it either left or right and you gotta use it's all, a workout it's a workout oh I should have done that when you were describing your job <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah and then we finally we got the door open and we got it up there and I think he like like he got the steer axle over, but then he was having a hard time getting the fork truck in there, so we had to keep rocking it back and forth. I think we rocked it back and forth like four times and finally got it in. But wow. yeah, we shouldn't have been out there in the first place that night. Mm. It was brittle. It was bad. You were there too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Were you like, yes, I don't have to go out there? <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it, it was a bad night. I mean, Tony didn't want us outside that night, and no. uh, oh. but we had to get that one truck in, and it yeah. was. I felt bad for Dalton on that forklift because yeah. he was out in the wind and everything else. But uh, we got the job done, got it, got it inside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what about the time that Jake dared you, uh, Hammer, to drink a whole gallon of apple cider? No, that was the other the way, way around. around. Oh. There, I can tell you the story of <laughs> oh, this. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, and I'll correct you if you say something. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh, Deuce Bomb had bought us uh, apple cider and they. It was like pizza? one of the. It was one of the food days. It was. I think it was Monocle's Pizza. Well, we had Mon- we got Monocle's Pizza that night. The shop bought us Monocle's Pizza, but like a few weeks beforehand, Deuce Bomb had a food day and they had apple cider as one of the drinks. And they, of course, usually we always we usually get the leftovers, and they brought over like. A one or two jugs of apple cider and one jug was finished off like within the first week and the other one sat up there for a few more weeks probably like mm-hmm. two months oh. <laughs> oh, we were up there one night and uh, I dared Jake to drink it oh and I were making him a bet that he couldn't drink the whole gallon in three minutes the whole gallon the whole three gallon minutes. in three minutes the sad part was I probably could have done it if I didn't eat like half of a monocle's pizza <laughs> beforehand because man i was just bloated i think he did it wrong he dumped it in cups and drank it that way yeah that was i think i just would have poked, tipped it up poked a hole in the bottom of the jug and, <laughs> and, and did it that way but i got i got three quarters of the way down and then and then they said no time's up I'm like, uh, all right <laughs> and um i will say i don't regret a lot of things i do in life but i regret drinking 
almost a whole gallon of apple cider that night because I did mm, I did not feel good. <laughs> oh, no. You could hear his stomach. Yeah, it was gold, gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. <laughs> I was standing there talking to him, and all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, I gotta go. <laughs> It was hilarious. <laughs> it's like that's still a memory that keeps coming up every year, yeah. and it never gets old. Have you drank in uh, apple cider since then? Well, yeah, but one cup at a time, <laughs> not, <laughs> not one a gallon. gallon. <laughs> yeah, at first I thought it was apple cider vinegar, so no. it was very, very great. Well, it probably was pretty vinegary there <laughs> because uh, it had been sitting so long. Yeah, it was like you could see where the the bottom had all settled. Yeah, you know and. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I know you wouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> so um, if you guys were to create like a name for like your shop tax, I know I know you're familiar with nicknames with Hammer. What would you, what would your nickname like be if you had like a group name? The group nickname? Yeah. Like what would you guys call yourselves? I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. Tough yeah, one. we might have to get back with we you. Have on to that. Get back. But we have to get back. We definitely could come up with something. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I if think... Justin came up with like the road warriors. Yeah, the roadside warriors. Justin's good at coming he's, up with stuff. He's yeah. he's quick about. I might have to ask him to make up a nickname <laughs> for us and a logo. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys do you guys like your uniforms? Yeah. Yes. You do. What, yes. What I I even requested it when we updated our uniform company was to get the american oh. flags patched on here and they but, said yes yep and yeah they had no problem doing yeah and that's one thing that i love about our uniforms is that we got the american flag on it wow good because i'm the uniform person well there's those, a lot of a lot of people comment when you're either off work or coming to work either way before or after yeah and they see stuff like that you know yeah. stopping at casey's or whatever yeah. i've had people comment to me before mm -hmm. wow. when they see it yeah yeah, I like that your names are on there, too. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate when you can see that. I know there's a lot of shops nowadays that um, it's like company policy now to get rid of the name tags. And it's like, why? Oh. It's like even like even like our, we're a for, we're not a for hire shop. We're, you know, fleet shop. But still, mm -hmm. it's nice when new drivers that come in, if they don't know our name by heart, then they can just look at our shirt. Yeah. And but. But it it's, it takes time for that to happen. But I know that when I started here, it took me a long time to recognize people's faces and stuff. But I mm -hmm. know now that a, a lot of the drivers know my name. Yeah. You know, they don't, they can come in and see me not look at my name tag. But mm -hmm. I might not know their name. I might know the truck they drive. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I don't have all the names down yet. But Do you meet drivers that ever, like, name their truck? The only person I could think that names their truck that I know of is Sam. 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 Uh, Shoehoven? 1326. Is that Sam from the bus garage? Uh, it might be. Sam Moravec? Yes. Okay. And when did he name his? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, gosh darn it. I, I can't think well, of it. We'll, ha yeah, we'll have head. to find out. I can't remember if it was Red Baron or Big Red or something like Because <laughs> he drove a bus when I worked there, and he always named his buses. Oh, okay. He always had a uh, Big Yellow, or he always had a name for his buses, and Little Boy Blue, and he had it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he always picked out whatever he drove, he had a name for it. Yeah. 
I mean, so, do you guys name your cars or your I motorcycle? Do not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my you wife my wife names my vehicles. Like my pickup, she just calls a big red just because it's a big red truck, and that's about it. Yeah. And my mom, I think, named my little Toyota that you absolutely love so much. (laughs) (laughs) My little, it's a little 99 Corolla that's beat to heck. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised it's not gone or in the junkyard yet. I think I'm just trying to run it in the dirt, see how far it can go. But Mm -hmm. um, I forget what she named it. I can tell you a story about that little red car that he drives. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So it was back when the Dalton and us were bringing that truck in that night. It was very cold out, and it was getting, it was probably 7, 7.30, and we hadn't ate supper yet. Mm-hmm. And Jake asked me, he goes, you want to run down to McDonald's to get something to eat? I'm like, yeah, let's go get something to eat. So he fires this little red car up and pulls it up to the shop to pick me up. And I'm a lot older than Jake is, and I'm a little bit smarter than Jake is. And we get in the car, and it's very cold outside, and we get going down the road, and I just happened to look over at his fuel gauge, and it's like past E. Oh, no. <laughs> and our friendship was almost over right there. Because <laughs> I was like, Jake, if I was your dad, and I got in your car, and that fuel gauge, I was like, we're not going to make it to McDonald's. Did you make it? Oh, we, we did. It. We pulled up to the pump, and it was still running. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, he, he he talked to me like he was my dad. I was scolding him that night. <laughs> like, you don't do that, especially when it's this cold outside. Uh, you, know, you get stuck in a ditch or something. And I was I was running late that day, and I just didn't have time to stop by the gas station. But I know that shouldn't be an excuse. Yeah. No, but I'm, I haven't done it yet, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, something you don't do. Uh. Oh, that's exciting. No, we're not excited. I'm excited that you made it. <laughs> yeah, me too, because I didn't want to walk that night. <laughs> Especially when I got in the car thinking it was going to have plenty of gas and nice heat, and I get in there and, you know, just with my light work coat on and no gloves, no hat, and it's like, oh boy, <laughs> are we going to make it? I think I, I think I filled up at the gas station up there in McDonald's, and then I came back, I came inside to order something, and he's like, you fill that thing up? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I filled it up. <laughs> Aww. Well, do you guys have any uh, any shout outs you want to give to the shop? Anyone that um, you know means a lot to you? Maybe they'll be listening, and you can say something. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like to the whole shop. Just floor's yours. You got you got the microphone. If you want to say, you know, like you really appreciate James and. And Tony and Dalton, maybe you don't like Justin much. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I I there's a great group of, group of guys that work out there and I've learned to respect James and Dalton a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really uh, work with Tony a lot. Mm-hmm. I I mean if Tony has something to say, he comes and says it and that's about it, you know. Yeah. Um I don't like to bother Tony on his time off. Um but uh like I I've told Dalton a hundred times I've he, he has a lot on his plate, and I respect everything he does, and I think he does a real good job at what he does. Mm. Um, and the same goes for James. Yeah. And I know Tony's got a full plate, too. Yeah. Um, and I will say for the younger kids that are working here, mm-hmm. um, we got a good group of guys. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And I know it's building and building and building, and uh, we'll keep getting the work done and going strong. Yeah. Very Definitely. Good. 
And like he said, I mean, I have a lot of respect for the management team that we have out there, James, Tony, Dalton, and then also uh, Billy Joe being the head service writer and then also Justin being quote-unquote the head maintenance coordinator, Mm -hmm. which they all do their jobs amazing, which in turn makes everybody else do their job amazing because you always try to reflect off of your leaders. Yeah. And I can tell that when I come into work every day, I'm I'm happy to be here and working with everybody because not it's like you, I know that they're we see them as our bosses, but then also we can still talk to them like yeah, definitely like, like they're a friend or a family member. It's not like I don't yeah I don't really look at them like they're my bosses. They're kind of like well they're we like were, servant leaders. Right? They were with mm-hmm. us on our shift, you know, at one time, and we were all like together and. Mm-hmm. And we're friends, yeah. and yeah. and we all get along great together, and that's the that's the important part. And then at right? some and, all, and at some point, we've had to come together as a team, and whether it be office working with the shop or um, shop and you know shop techs first shift and second shift coming together to work mm-hmm. to get something done. Yeah, yeah, and good times and bad times. We've yeah. we've done that, and I'm referring to. You know, we've had to go to a couple of visitations and mm-hmm. stuff as a group uh, in the shop, and yeah. and we all come together for stuff like that when when yeah. it's needed, and yeah. it's like a good group of guys. Good, really is, and a few girls, and and yes, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're learning that now, yes. and yeah, yeah. well, that's yeah, that's that's really great. I actually had my uh, my mom and my brother visit Newsbomb the other week, and there wasn't anybody in the office because it was a Saturday. But I took him into the shop, and I was just so thankful. David Boomgarden um, mm-hmm. showed them a truck and was just so polite and kind. And, I mean, it was a Saturday he was working, but he took time off. And I was just so honored just to, to show him around. And, you know, it's just a safe environment. There's no, like, yelling at each other or anything like that. It was some nice music in the background, too. And I was just like, yeah, this is where I work, so... Yeah, I really appreciate you guys. Just to get each other's attention, that's when we yell at each other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or if you accidentally found the sardines. and <laughs> yeah, 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 then there's that one. Or you yeah. get your face burnt off or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that story. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Uh, yeah, well, um, did you guys have anything else that you'd like to add or say? or? Uh, just about the shop? Or? Just in general. Maybe like words of wisdom, something you... Um... Always use three points of contact. Okay. <laughs> I would say to the outside people, and I know they're still hiring techs. Yeah. Um, if you ever want a chance to get into Newsbomb, you probably better do it. Mm-hmm. You probably better go for it because, you know, they have a few openings left and you might be stuck on nights forever. Mm-hmm. If you don't ever get in the door and get a chance to rotate and move down to day shift, you know, eventually you're yeah. probably, there's probably going to be a permanent night shift where um, you're not going to get a chance to go to days sure. with mm-hmm. uh, with us growing and stuff mm-hmm. until, you know, somebody would retire down the road, which would move a guy at a time or something like that. But yeah. um, it's an opportunity out there where, you know, if, if somebody's thinking that they should do it. They should give it a shot. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. And um, we'll see you. All right. right. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange. 
the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to Nussbaum.com or NussbaumJobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then, go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, TerminalExchange.org.